Hi, I'm Jamie Nolan, and welcome to Into the Woo podcast. Each episode, I will interview people whose journey in through life hasn't always followed the normal path. We will take you on this journey into spiritual practices and holistic therapies outside the norm. My mission is to demystify these powerful ancient tools for transformation through intimate conversations with masters, healers, and teachers. We will confront the myths and the rumors about the woo practices so we can break through to genuine understanding and authentic engagement. So glad you have joined us. Now, let's go into the woo. Hello and welcome back to Into the Woo today. We have the magical Allie with us. Um, she is going to introduce herself because she's so magical I can't tell you all the things about her. <laughs> but I am very excited to have her actually in-house and we are going to be actually recording together instead of in two separate places. So it's really cool to have you here. Yay! Thank you for coming and let us, let's hear about all your magical ways. All right. Hi everybody, I'm Ali Yanni. I am a cranial sacral therapist, a ceremonialist, a women's wisdom practice, everything. I do tons of work with children and in the field of obstetrics and women's health. And I love what I do because it's so juicy and fun. <laughs> and this is exactly why I wanted to have you on here. You are always doing such cool things in your work good. It's just feels so good to have the work done on you and to be able to send people to you because I know then they will be taken really good care of. So how does one get here? <laughs> <laughs> I think like so many of us, this is not my first way of being, my first occupation. I started as an architect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Life happened and I had some health transitions going on in my family and it made me realize, like, all right, I think I've hit the highest I want to go here. So I get to do something else. And so I started exploring and I started learning a form of trauma release body work while working 40 hours a week doing architecture and building schools. <laughs> and then eventually things happened. My brother passed away. I got pregnant and I was done. I wanted to do something else. And birth was that first rite of passage that was the transition into something else. And so I just started searching for what my medicine was because I always had it in my hands. I always had it in my heart. I've been talking to spirits and angels and guides and plants since I was a kid. And it was just time to go back to me. Yeah. So good. So, okay. Let's back up to when you were a kid. Yeah. What was your, how did you feel as a kid? Did you feel like a normal kid or were you like, oh, I'm doing oh all kinds of stuff? I can't imagine you as like a totally normal kid at all. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I hung out with the adults. Okay. My whole beginning years. Mm -hmm. until about teenage years and then I was like I really don't fit in here I'm a stranger in a strange land <laughs> and it was just I was different and I had to escape Miami often and go to North Carolina and hang out with my family because I could hear so much there was noise all the time from the city mm -hmm. and I had to get away because I, I could feel it it was just 
So you're originally from Miami. I am. I'm like the only person from Miami here. <laughs> but I'm the firstborn in Miami. Okay. Yeah. Or in, in on my father's side in the U.S. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. And then North Carolina is where your mom is from? My mom has traveled from California to North Carolina to Florida. And my father's from Lebanon. Wow. Yeah. It's an interesting mix right there. I know. <laughs> so my escape is always to the, the aunts and the elders of the, of the family to go play in the woods or go to the river or go be in the mountains. And nice. somehow I'm still here. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are needed here. I think that's really what it's about is right now I'm still in service here. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So when you escape to the woods, where do you feel like most called? What's the calling? Uh, meaning the location or the reasoning? Both. <laughs> okay. So my reset is always outside. So I'm either on a trail somewhere or there's a really specific spot on the American River in Northern California that I go to and get really quiet and still or go rafting because that's the place that I can hear the mountains talk and I can hear the river talk. Mm. And so when we get there, when I get there, it's like we are having this conversation and I'm getting clarity. And when I go to North Carolina, I'm in that space because of the space that my aunt holds because she's, she's my teacher. Mm. I'm in the space between spirit and human so it's this floaty space of like direct connection and clarity just from being in the home i don't have to do anything i just show up and i'm like okay here's the information and here i'm gonna give you that you're gonna give me this okay i feel good now i can go nice yeah so good it's so good so how did you first get in how did you like transition from like i'm kind of a strange kid to oh this is work this is the work i want to be doing that's a good question. I think I dabbled a lot. I was meditating at 15, doing yoga at 15, and levitating out of my body at 15. And then I was like, oh, I don't think I should be doing this. I better come back down. And I remember my aunt handing me a rose quartz and saying, you need to wear this all the time because you don't stay in your body. Oh. And I, I didn't. I was bored. And so <laughs> bored. So I, I was, left. So I left all the time. I'll come back when I need to. Yeah. And then I think I did what most of us do and I did what was expected of me. Mm -hmm. I went to college. I wanted to go into industrial design and the scholarships I got for art school were not enough. So then I saw architecture and I was like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I did it really good with my eyes closed. And then at, at some point it, it just wasn't feeding me. Right. It wasn't feeding me anymore. And then my brother got sick with non-Hodgkins. And the more I was watching how the system worked, it didn't work. Yeah. And I grew up in a house where we were all herbalists. My father, my grandfather used to work for the EPA. He was the one who saw these crazy things happening. So he was the threshold who said, we're not doing this the way everybody else does it. Good. Yeah. And so he was the gift. And he taught all of us. And so at some point I was like, I'm, I'm done. 
So we started sneaking vitamin C to my brother in the hospital because you weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> and, and all kinds of things. And I started doing energy work with him and body work. And it was literally like the nurse would come in and we're doing nothing. Just touching my brother, not really. <laughs> Just, here's some food that I packed with medicine. Yeah. And energy and love. And then when he transitioned, I immediately got pregnant because I was in mourning and I wasn't paying attention. Yes. And you know, the story is that my brother pushed my son down the rainbow. Mm. Because he he was the one who brought the light back for our family. And then once I went through that death that psychic death that occurs with birth and it'll happen in every death I mean excuse me in every birth there's a death because we can't be who we were ever again yes. after we have each child how come that is never talked about I don't know but it's my mission good <laughs> I prepare women I tell them like who you know yourself to be will not be who you are and that's okay. And it starts in pregnancy and it takes two years postpartum to climb out of your labyrinth and figure out who you are, who you want to be, who you are as a parent, who you are as a woman. And I think that that transition takes even longer if no one tells you. Oh yeah, and it's scary as hell because you it's feel terrifying. like you're, you're going awful. insane and you're not going insane, you're just birthing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you say that again? You're not going insane. When you have a baby, you are rebirthing yourself. There is the death of the maiden and the birth of the mother. Oh my God, is this so good? Yeah. Okay. So for all the people that are not going insane, <laughs> all the women that have been told they're going insane, they're not going insane. They're not going insane. They're figuring out. So we come in. And we want things a certain way. We know that it works a certain way. And then when we have a child or we get pregnant, everybody starts telling you, this is how you have to do it. This is how you have to do it. And then you get to say, thank you so much for your information. I know it comes from a place of love. That one I'm going to put over here. And that one I'm going to put over here. And that one, I like this part, but not that part. So I'm going to piecemeal who I want to be. Part of postpartum and part of getting pregnant is saying no saying no to other people's opinions other people's crap yeah and figuring out who you are because you are being reborn as a new woman and birth is a ceremony it's not just a rite of passage it's a ceremony that as essence and presence of birth is the deepest connection to mother that you'll ever have because she'll hold you but she is raw <laughs> and you have to surrender or she you can, you can pretend like you don't want to surrender. Then it's just going to be hard. Yeah. Then, then the lessons just come a little harder and faster. They'll come a little harder <laughs> and faster. And the quicker you surrender, the quicker you get to the other side. Where were you 13 years ago when I had a baby? Why didn't I know you then? I needed you then. You just tell me all of this. Which is such, I think, good information to feel like you're not going crazy. It's huge it's huge and that's part of why i shifted into like i went into the lessons of birthing from within i trained with Pam england and i started doing birth classes because nobody was talking about this 
and, uh, even, and especially not in Miami. Not in Miami, and even the, the prenatal moms who came that were coming from an, a classical allopathic hospital, where they were not given any of this information because they got 15 minutes with their doctor. Oh, yeah. And that 15 minutes was, you're 39 weeks, we're going to schedule your whatever the doctor wanted. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, you're in a really raw place. If you need to cry, I really want you to cry this week. I really want you to break down. And I want you to turn your cell phone ringer off because everybody's going to start asking how you're doing. <laughs> this <laughs> is the Lord. Oh my gosh, this is your womb time. Like the nesting time is the womb time, but it's also the, it's the beginning of the ceremony. You jump in, you dive in, you dive deep into the earth and into yourself and into your shadow, into your fear. I know. Let's just do more of that. More, 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 more. I love, I mean, the idea that to go back to the roots of all of these ceremonies and all of these things to bring back that part, I think is so important and so needed. There, yeah. There's this idea that you can just like, oh, well, you're just going to have a baby. Just. You're just going to have a baby and you're just going to go back to work. Like, no problem. No. And everybody's all wrecked at trying to just like hold it together. Hold it together. And meanwhile, there's always going to be an obstacle. There, it's either going to show up in pregnancy and birth and postpartum. All three. Or all three. <laughs> and, you know, and for some people, it's like great pregnancy, great birth. And then pushing is the struggle or the obstacle or nursing is the obstacle. Whatever it is, it's like we expect that there is going to be an obstacle and we get to embrace it and say okay this is part of my journey this is part of my story there's a lesson in it it may suck i'm not gonna be <laughs> shy about it but on the other side of it it makes you who you are yeah that's big well and also like acknowledging that you're going to evolve and change oh my god and being able to be like not trying to stay the same because yeah. I think that that's the thing that happens is like, I got to get back to who I was. You don't fit in your body anymore after mm -hmm. that. No. And I think that's a, that was a huge part of me changing my work. There was no way in, there was no way I could go back to doing what I did. I was already seeing how I couldn't sit in front of a computer anymore. Like at the office, I would get kind of grumpy and angry and I would actually short circuit the computer like <laughs> several times a day. You are all powerful, so I can see yeah, I you're can't. just sending all the electrical energy in. I, I can't wear a watch because I stop watches. <laughs> and I would break every phone for like six months until iPhones came out. And it was just showing me like, you're outgrowing this. Yeah. And there's a big fear that comes with that for anybody is like, can I survive doing something else? Yeah. But then there's also the truth of like, I cannot show up any other way anymore. Like that old version of me is really, it's dead. Well, it's also the idea of like, I'm not really surviving right now. <gasps> like I'm barely hanging on by a tiny little thread. Like that's not really surviving. No, no, like, no, no. That's not making it, making it. No. And at this point, nobody needs to make it. Oh. We get to show up completely full. And we may be like, the crazier and wilder I get, the more I feel at home. Yes. The more I can feel at home with myself. 
And so every time, even my work is always changing. And I'm in that point right now where I'm just like, I do it different. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can let go a little bit more. And a little bit more. And a little bit more. And can I soften? Can I trust? Can I have faith? And soften? Because the more I soften and release the resistance, the more I'm coming home. Yes. And who doesn't want to go home all the time? Right. Let's live at home. <laughs> I'm going to go home to the grocery store and walking down the street. Like, I guess I carry home. Yeah. In your body. In my body. And there's always that fear that we live in separation. Separation from spirit or God or however you want to call it. And that sometimes we're like, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be human. It's reconnecting from the heart and from the womb. And especially as women, like our centers are our heart and they're our womb. And how quickly can we return to love and connect to spirit and be at home remembering there is no separation? Yes. So it's big. big. So, okay. As you transitioned in all the way from architect to healer. Yeah. What did it look like? Because those things are never, that you can like, oh yeah, I did this. Right? Oh, no, no, no. We can gloss it over. But the reality is, is like, that's huge. It's huge. And I, in the, and from then to now, I have two kids and they're two and a half years apart and they're both boys and they're eight and 10 now. And so I did, I did everything from, I'm raising my boys and I'm covered in milk. And I'm working part-time and starting my practice. So here, take the baby. I have two clients. I better put some clothes on. I don't have stains on. There are no clothes without stains on them. And then going in my office and getting grounded and praying and connecting and knowing that whatever shows up is perfect, that I am completely taken care of. And in that time period, there was every wave of change me trying to find a school for my kids and not being able to afford the school I wanted to send them to and me homeschooling my kids for three years while having my practice. You are a brave woman. I was a brave woman. <laughs> I was always dirty. As <laughs> as... <laughs> always dirty. Always dirty, which you know, feels like home, but not when it's like milk and, and other things. No. And, um, and then eventually... I needed more transition and I wasn't getting what I needed and I wasn't being fed in my relationship. So that transition. Mm -hmm. And when that fully transitioned, I swear a thousand pounds came off me and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I bet. Holy moly terrifying. <laughs> I don't regret a thing. And it was within a week of having my own place with the boys that I thought, I got actually really mad at myself. Really? Yeah, because I thought, why have I waited so long to take care of myself? And I got that the agreement that we had was to bring in these boys and raise them to a certain age. And when that age, we hit that age, it was like, we fulfilled our agreement. We got these boys to a stable point. Now we get to release 
and I feel like everything has lightened and taken off from that point and nothing is in the way of my work now. So good. It's amazing how the thing that is holding you back, right? You have to like release it and really like, it's so terrifying and so scary at the moment. But then as soon as you do, you're like, oh, I was like, yeah, I got shook more, it up. I got more space in here now. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, I'll say I resisted for years because I also felt the need to provide for the boys and keep it stable, and like a lot of women do. And I was homeschooling them and working part time, and then I was like, how am I going to make rent? How am I going to do these <laughs> human things? And then at some I point, don't really want to live in the human world. I don't want to live in. I know. I'm like. And then at some point, I really heard, like, it's time. Nice. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take my hands off the wheel completely and let you drive. And I've had my hands off the wheel ever since. And man, it feels good. Yeah. Like, trust was conditional with me for years. It's like, I trust as long as it's like this. It's like this. <laughs> as long as like it's this. like this. Now it's. And I, and I go through it now. I'm like, oh, I need to travel monthly to go take care of family. Okay, you get to take care of me because I get to take care over here. I have no doubt. And then there's no question anymore. Well, and it's interesting. Once you allow that trust in, that it's usually so much greater than what you could have imagined. Oh, my gosh, yes. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to do this. Because you can't make that stuff up. No. And even, and even when you have full trust, then it's like fine tuning. It's like, oh, let me see what miracles show up today. Let me look for those miracles where before I would just be like, oh, that was nice. Now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I requested something. It showed up super fast. And I know you get that all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. That's, and that's my, to be able to put the gratitude of what I was asking for, like mm -hmm. in it immediately, I find is the thing that just brings that stuff even faster. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to like trust that this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. And then not when it works out, be like, oh yeah, it worked out. But be like, oh, it worked out. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. And thank you. And I, I will then take care of this mm -hmm. and maybe go to something even greater because I didn't even imagine it to be this good. Yeah. And that is something that is, you know, as you learn that piece, I think it's so interesting to see life unfold in these ways where you're just like, oh, oh, right. It's even better. Oh, it's even right. better. Right. And it's, it's making the quest and then like just trusting how, how it shows up and being okay with however it shows up. Yeah. And sometimes when things don't show up to trust that it's not your thing. Right, or it's not the right time. Or it doesn't need to happen because you can do something even better. Right, it's that whole thing. I was even reading about it this morning. Um, like you make a request and you're like, I want to get published by this one group. <laughs> you're so fixated on that. that like You're missing that somebody else who's even bigger wants you to show up. Or somebody who's going to back you even better. Right. And they're going to like really show up for you. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to publish you. I want to take you around the world. Holy moly. Yeah. It can be huge and it doesn't have to be hard. No. 
No, and so that's I, my favorite. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. And and that death that always comes. It I I, I do want to bring up like it's not just in birth. Right. Birth is like the most in your face almost <laughs> like <laughs> obvious like, obvious like uh, holding it heavy, heavy almost um very earthly but we all go through waves where it's like we get to kind of a we're like rising 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 we plateau for a little while this is really good once it gets really good you know it's time that things it's are about gonna to die <laughs> things are gonna shift things are gonna change but that's it's that whole thing like i'm making a request so if i mean it everything is going to organize to possibly kick my butt to get me to where my heart is even more open. Yeah. And, and so needed to like you, the idea of you need to have the death to have rebirth is something we're just not taught. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's scary. It's too much. It's too many Mm -hmm. pieces. It's like, I want to hold on to it. But like, as soon as you release it, oh, this new thing is really cool. This new thing is really, really cool. And we make agreements to learn these lessons and we don't make agreements about how we learn these lessons. Well, then the lessons just keep coming. Yeah. Bigger and better. Bigger and better every and time. usually way more painful. <laughs> <laughs> way, way more. You, you didn't get it the first time? Oh, here it is a little harder. Oh, wait, you still, you're still resisting? Oh, here's a little more. Forgot that one little piece. Let me... Just, you're gonna fine-tune that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I have three kids. You know, I had to learn. I had to learn the rebirth part, real, real solid. But I mean, even with me, the second rebirth was with my second son. I'm just gonna say it's not the second rebirth because I think I've died at least five times. <laughs> um, the with my second child, even that rebirth was very different. Oh yeah, that's the other piece. It's like, oh, I've had one kid. Having two should be easy. It's not even close to easy. It's different. Having three is like a whole, like, oh, these things are all, and it's amazing mm-hmm. to see, like, oh, every soul that comes to this earth is so different and needs such different things. Yeah. And to be able to experience it that way. And you need to experience, like, the mother needs to experience it. Right. In a right, whole different way. They have different lessons, and I'm sure your kids are the same, where both of my kids are polar opposites, their needs are totally different, and then it's, can I practice surrendering and providing at the same time and feeding them emotionally and energetically the way they needed? And yes. Wow. And yeah. it doesn't stop. No. <laughs> like we have clients. They go home and love on their family. Like our kids do not. Right. Exactly. And th- I think that the thing that's interesting is like how you come in with such different needs and like as a parent, how to parent the different people in different ways. Yeah. Like, Oh, what does that look like? You know, like, oh, this kid needs this kind of attention. This kid needs this kind of attention. And what is like, oh, yeah. and how do you do that while everybody exists in the same space? Right. Balancing. Balancing. It's, it's definitely the epitome of spinning plates. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can control the spins. You're like, oh, okay. Once this one you- needs to go a little faster. This one needs to slow down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right. In your work right now, what are you, what's your transition right now? Where are you? Okay. So I am still seeing 
children and women for cranial sacral therapy, which is a mouthful to explain, <laughs> but it's, it's the balance between the physical body and the emotional and energetic body. So that's going on. And at the same time, I'm writing a book. And the more I speak in public and do workshops, the more I feel at home. So that is, that's the transition right now is to be of service in my practice still, and then to show up for my book. And then to show up for speaking. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm in that, that space, of that dance and wiggle. Yeah. And I mean, what you are doing is so needed. It's just like mm. getting in front of that audience. So thank you for doing your work because yeah, it is such, such good work. So the final question I ask everybody is, what are you doing this year that scares you? I'm committed to getting on stage this year. So whether it's to dance or sing or do a TED talk. Ooh, I know. I don't, I don't play small. <laughs> You need a TED Talk. I, uh, yeah. I am really called to do a TED Talk. The only thing I haven't figured out is what in the world I'm going to talk about because there is so much information and so many gifts to share that clearly aren't mine, but they're just, I'm a vehicle for them. The path will narrow. Yeah. You will find it. Yeah. So I'm committed by, I really think it's going to happen by fall. I'm going to get on stage and all my awesome sisters are going to be in the front row. Yes shouting and making me laugh <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing so where do you hang out most how can people find you on that I, instagram i was um, gonna say the instagram is the way to go right now and i'm at wisdom of the body which is the company name i physically hang out in my office at bodhi wellness and coral gables and i'm always sitting in circle with women that one's a little tougher to find me in because sometimes I share and it's a workshop and other times it's, it's for my own and my sister's healings. Nice. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes and you will be able to find the magical alley. Thank you so much thank for you. being this here. Thank you. This so much fun. Yes. I and, love to play. And thank you for watching Into the Woo.